We are watching One Piece, an anime rewatch podcast for our favorite rubber boy, spooky time anime called One Piece. It's spooky season. I don't know what month this episode's coming out, but it's spooky season right now. It is. We are, we are starting the thriller bark arc. My name is Joe. I'm joined as always by Jory. What's, uh, what's poppin', Jory? Good. I just uh, just got off my, my flight because... That, that'll be established here by the time this episode comes out, right? That you fly me out every time we record something together? I probably... I don't think we made it on... We don't think we made a joke about it on this podcast. I think it was a note streak where was, we made that yeah. joke. <laughs> we recorded like three episodes with you, but those are like bi-weekly. So it was like, we flew Joey back out. <laughs> so we flew Joey back out again to watch, I don't know, seven or so episodes of this anime. And now we're going to talk about it. Yeah, and here we here we are. This is it. Thriller bark. We're in new it. New opening. New opening. Yes, it's called Jungle Pete. <laughs> I'm it's learning good. right now. There's a video on our Twitter of me filming you reacting to a skeleton reveal. <laughs> I don't know if we've talked about. I don't think it's ever come up on a podcast that you have, <laughs> I, I have this know. running joke <laughs> that you're scared of pot or scared of um skeletons. <laughs> yep. I I actually yeah I don't think thing we've talked about it on here and i've been dreading this moment that there would be a skeleton in one piece that's just there mm. all the time uh all the if, time <laughs> if you're wondering wh- where this joke comes from a listener it's from uh watching some like horror movie with a friend around halloween time like seven years ago and we were told it was scary and then it wasn't that scary but then as we were driving as like he was taking me home, we were pretending to like die out of fear, out of all the like cheesy Halloween decorations. Mm-hmm. So I just like the concept of that being really funny. That like horrifying real things aren't scary, but like a cheesy uh, skeleton prop is. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, skeletons then, aren't real, so that, that that's also true. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have my sixteen-year-old brother convinced I don't believe skeletons are real. So fucking good. Maybe he's caught on by now because he's 16, but also... Do you think he's like... He has his own bit where he humors you? (laughs) Here's the thing. (laughs) I know he's... He doesn't have that awareness because he'll like complain to people about it. Like, how can you be that dumb? Skeletons skeletons are real. Mm -hmm. That's so So. good. (laughs) Oh, well now you all... Now you're all in on the bit. (laughs) Jory's brother don't listen to this podcast. Uh, <laughs> if he knows what a podcast is, I'd be <laughs> I didn't know what podcasts were when I was 16. This is the opening does show a good skeleton friend. He looks happy. Yeah. He's all he's tall. He's fucking tall. But yeah, I think this opening, this is the first opening with Frankie and the Thousand Sunny. It is. It's good. It's got like a rap verse in it. We also get to see like all the special things about the Sunny that we have not seen. We skipped a filler arc. I don't know if it was in that filler arc. Because I haven't seen it. Um, but we see, like, the 
things that come out of the docking system on the boat. There's like a underwater shark submarine and the like waiver, I think we see. Yeah. Upgraded. Frankie's just been working. We get this with this fun new opening, get into a new arc. The first half of this episode feels like filler. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. It is nice that we got we get to see just like everyone uh ha- having fun and mm-hmm. enjoying their new ship, but it's, it's all inconsequential. Yeah. Um <laughs> yeah, I think One Piece rarely does the slice of life stuff and it not matter. Yeah. Cuz like you get moments like these, and I think they always end up setting up to something. Like, at the end of this segment, they do find something floating alongside the boat, and they bring it in, and that ends up being important. But, like, uh, Drum Island, we get, like, this weird, wacky character that Luffy punches for eating his ship, and then, surprise, it's the it's the bad guy in Drum Island. Uh, yeah. And there's uh, another one with Bon Clay, where it's like, here's kind of their slice of light boat life, and here's set up for the next arc. <laughs> This this runs, I think, longer than those other ones do, but it's nice. It's fun. This is probably about how long it should be, <laughs> I would yeah. say, to to not feel like a filler episode. But uh, yeah, they Usopp almost Usopp gets in a fight with a bunch of octopi. <laughs> they just have sitting in their aquarium. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It is nice to see the inside of the boat and see the aquarium they were talking about because they were doing all this hyping up how cool the inside of the boat is, and then we don't see it in that episode. But we see that, and then after that, they see a barrel floating out in the sea, and it says, like, I think the only word they can make out, and the, there's, like, a flag on top of it that says treasure, but it's, like, once they pull it up, they realize it's, like, treasure for some god or whatever, and Zora, Zora, Zora's like, I don't believe in god. <laughs> yeah. He's so angry about it all the time. <laughs> and they, they do mention, hey, you, you fought a god, kind of. <laughs> Yeah, they point out, yeah, because Luffy's like, he prays really quickly, so it's not a heinous crime, and Zoro's like, didn't you fight a god and win? Which I think is a joke for the audience, because we know it's not really a god. Yeah. (laughs) They do that quick pray, they open it up, a big flare shoots out, makes a big red explosion in the sky, and um, it's fine. (laughs) <laughs> yeah in your words i'm sure that's fine <laughs> yeah i actually didn't remember what specifically that was setting up um i'm sure it'll go somewhere it's not like the the giant shadows at the beginning of skypea that literally do nothing i remember being disappointed and how little that happened out of that mm, yeah but this this flare shoots up and i think someone makes a oh yeah usopp worries that it's a trap and robin is like oh i hope that like we're not targeted by someone because of that. Hmm. Oh well. Yeah. Immediately, I'm not thinking. Oh, this is this is throwaway. This is whatever. No, this mm-hmm. is uh, a. <laughs> this is a real shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Treasure from the sea. I sleep. Flare in the sky. Real shit. <laughs> but yeah, pretty much immediately after that, Nami notices that a storm's about to come, hmm. and they they all get in their like boat positions to prepare for it, which. I like these segments, too, of seeing them, like, actually fucking be a pirate crew. <laughs> yeah, you, you kind of forget just a little bit that pirates uh, are on, like, rough ocean conditions because of how, mm-hmm. how long they spend on islands. Yeah. We, main, yeah. we mainly see island time, and yeah. when we're, they don't really frame the, the wacky hijinks on the boat in bad, bad seas, so. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like it's, 
even Aqua Laguna wasn't even that bad because they were on the train and it was like yeah, kind of contained in a in a way. Nevertheless, the storm does happen. Uh, Frankie uses uh, what's called Channel Zero, the like the docking system that turns to zero on both sides. Which I don't think we really talked about the numbers on the sides of the boat, but like it spins around and each number is like a different thing, like the the shark that comes out. But chain, the zero one is like two paddles, so they can move without wind, and they use that to to go through the storm. Um, and Zoro's like, man, it's really fucking dark now. And then they're like, oh, maybe we're in that ghost sea. Remember when Kokoro set up the Florian Triangle and we thought it wasn't going to be a big deal because Fishman Island was next? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, well. I... There's, yeah, there's nothing. Yeah, they're <laughs> all just joking about that. They're going to go through it. It'll be fine. It's just, it's just stories. Oh, wait, there's a giant ghost ship. <laughs> there sure is. And they see, they hear a, uh, they hear a, a, a ghostly song coming from it. it it's it's just like a, a really like somber yo ho ho over and over, over and over again. It's a really high pitched voice that dude has. <laughs> yo ho ho, and it, as it sails by, they're all like frozen by like, oh no, it's really a ghost ship, and they see a skeleton on it. Like they, it goes by, and they see just one lone skeleton, and he's wearing a suit. And he has an afro and a top hat, and uh, he they realize the the yo ho ho is coming from him, and he has a cup of tea and he just sips it, and the boat keeps going and it's gone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that's fine. <laughs> yeah, it's, this is regular stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. No big deal. <laughs> And Luffy, Luffy says, is, "Yeah, Luffy's real excited about it." <laughs> Luffy's like, "I want to hang out with a moving skeleton." <laughs> yeah. Why though? <laughs> and then essentially, no one, a few people want to go, and then a few people don't. So I think it's Zoro that's like, "Yeah, draw straws for it," and it ends up being Luffy, Nami, and Sanji that go on the boat. Because uh, the the situation that's presented is like, why don't you just let the people who want to go go? And that would just leave Usopp and Nami alone on the ship, basically. Yeah. And I think Chopper, and, too. And Chopper, yeah. So the three people who are scared would be alone. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's, uh, th- this actually sets up something that comes up later in the arc, where it's like, those three, Usopp, Nami, and Chopper, are scared of everything. And the other uh, four, I think, Luffy... No, I, yeah, five, Zoro just doesn't care. But it's like Luffy, Robin, Frankie, and Sanji are just like ready to go. <laughs> All the time. But uh, also we didn't mention there's like when they're telling the ghost stories of like, ah, the ships come in and they don't come out and just to scare Usopp, essentially. Yeah. In the background, you see like a little ghost and it just kind of seems like, I don't know, just they're adding. It's just a like a joke that they just kind of put in to set the tone. But it's this cute little ghost that's like, I don't know, I think it's like a chopper size, essentially. Yeah, it's just just right there. Yeah, it's just there. It's just like a visual thing because they're scared mm-hmm. of ghosts. And yeah, yeah. And we see a, cu- a cute little ghost. to, And it's cute, so it kind of shows how silly they are for being scared of these things. Because mm-hmm. they're harmless. This is a cute yep. little guy. Definitely doesn't come up again. Yeah, and it's not real. <laughs> nope, nope. If they don't notice it, it's not real. Yeah, exactly. The trio of Luffy, Sanji, and Nami go up on the ghost ship to meet this skeleton. And he's just there and he's like hey what's up <laughs> he's like really stoked 
It's like, people, I haven't seen people in so long. <laughs> I think he right away makes a joke about being a skeleton. Maybe it comes later. <laughs> no, it's, it's one of the first things that he does. It's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I've just been sitting here for so long. Also, I'm a skeleton. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't think he says skull joke until the next episode. Because he does say that a lot. He pretty much, imme- after he's like excited, he realizes that Nami's really pretty. <laughs> and he goes over and says, can I see your panties? And she kicks him in the head. <laughs> so, I, I have to say something about, about this, this thing that I'm sure comes up a whole lot with Brooke. There is something that makes it just a little bit more funny, even though it's still kind of gross, at just how, like, matter-of-fact and calmly he asks about it. Uh-huh. It it just, it makes it funnier for some reason than, like, if Sanji did it, because whenever Sanji's, like, fawning over a lady, he's, like, over the top and, like, screaming and talking in a weird voice. Mm-hmm. It would just be like, okay, whatever. But Brooke is just like, hey, can I, can I see him? That's just, for some reason, that's just funnier to me. <laughs> yeah, there's something, I think it's because, like, his, he's such a high-energy, high-pitched character, and he, like, yeah. <laughs> straightens his tie, and he goes in this really low register, and he's like, Pansudas. <laughs> and then no and then he gets kicked yeah <laughs> and then he goes back to normal and it's like yeah. <laughs> it, it's, it's similar to the sanji thing where it's so much a joke that it passes over me yeah and there's and the joke is more that they're dumb and they don't get what they want yeah because that's like uh i i pretty sure i made this comparison before when talking about sanji but like why and how i met your mother neil patrick harris's character falls flat because mm-hmm. he's womanizing and then he's successful at it yes so it's like what i don't get what the comedy is supposed to be the comedy there is that neil patrick harris is a gay man playing probably a that's, that's always guy. that's always been my understanding of the the bit as well which like yeah. isn't <laughs> in the text it's not in the yeah. text <laughs> that's like weird meta knowledge that that's not how comedy works really no no it's not so it's funny to the people who wrote it and probably like a good percentage of the audience but it's it makes for bad text (laughs) yeah well well this that that's how you get the comedy with like brock and pokemon or this is that they're never successful Mm -hmm. and they also don't like it doesn't get gross and real where they get like weird about it too like no the the thing happens everyone's like no stop it and then they go on to the next thing yeah, and it's just like, you know, it's just something this it's this running gag. People who get gross and weird about it are pretty specifically painted as bad guys. Um yeah. which which we'll also have to deal with in this this podcast episode, unfortunately. But uh they get up there, they they're excited Brooks, this colorful, vibrant character despite being a very tall skeleton. His shirt kind of like cuts off at the midriff so you do see like his spine and shit. <laughs> I love Brooke's design so much. And Luffy says, can you poop? <laughs> and he does what, what, like, I'm realizing now is kind of an Undertale joke, where he takes a really long time to, like, think, and he's like, yeah. <laughs> Sanji is uh, like, hey, I, th- I think we have better things to ask. Okay, how is he a talking skeleton? <laughs> yeah how are you live how are you talking um and he's like answer all of these questions and then luffy says fuck that i have one question that matters join my crew 
<laughs> and Brooke says, all right, <laughs> why not? And that's it. That's the episode. Brooke's, a, Brooke's the uh, ninth straw hat. We did it, everybody. Yep, he's here. Such I a quick, him. such a quick turnaround from uh, the like. Robin kind of shows up, and then like Frankie, you have to really argue with. Yeah, Usopp left and had to come back. Robin got kidnapped, had to come back. Hey, Brooke, join the crew. All right. Yeah, I, I think it's definitely is like a really good uh, comedic setup that hopefully they were Oda was well aware when he wrote the joke because everyone we've seen join the crew they've had to go through some kind of hoops to jump whether with Zoro Luffy was basically like even with Zoro it was just I'll set you free and get your swords but if you but when I do that for you you're gonna be part of my pirate crew and then all the way to like uh rescuing uh Robin to because she was like she was part of the crew but uh uh, this is this almost hurts a little bit. She wasn't fully emotionally part of the crew until the end of Annie's lobby, and now that's like hurts inside. Be- to say a little bit, yeah, because like, <laughs> and I and I think it shows too with like how her character changes starting with this yeah. arc, and yeah. um, how uh, she feels way more comfortable uh, with everyone. Yeah, and I love that. But yeah, like there, it, it's kind of uh, explained in Inya's lobby that like she didn't really feel deserving of a lot of things, and. Yeah kind of figured at some point it would come again that she would have to run like be on her own again and like seeing her not open up and then seeing her open up i think is an effective characterization even if it ends with like all of skypea her being kind of one note yeah she's cool though so i don't care yeah they, they had to do all the, all that stuff for each person to join the crew and then he's just brooke is just like yeah <laughs> yeah every 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 crew member has kind of had some reason to be like oh, i can't like i have some other obligation and brooke's not even free of this it's just the the joke is really good where brooke immediately says yes and then <laughs> his obligation comes up yeah and it's not even an obligation that he's like i have to do something because i have some sort of honor code like <laughs> like frankie had also I, I think it's nice that all of them are different for what yeah. it's worth and how they handle it is pretty different, too. This next episode, we, we see more of Brooke now that he's a crew member. Uh, they just bring him aboard the Thousand Sunny, and everyone's like, what the fuck? You can't just do this. <laughs> yeah. Chopper. You cannot <laughs> just bring on a fucking skeleton onto the boat, which I don't blame them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bit aside, that would be horrifying. Yeah. Yeah, because Brooke is like... This doesn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> we'll learn why Brooke is a talking skeleton, and it's really funny, but <laughs> this is weird that there's just a talking skeleton running around. Yeah. He introduces himself as, uh, apparently, this this description says just dead bones, Brooke. I don't remember that, but... I thought he was just like, I'm a, I'm a skeleton. skeleton. I'm a skeleton. Brooke. I'm Brooke. Chopper has no, a I'm cross. Brooke. I think Usopp has donned his, like, garlic necklace and, like anti-evil yeah. outfit he basically just looks like alucard mm-hmm. <laughs> um he asks to see robin's panties and notably nami is the person who like calls him out and hits him again robin doesn't seem to react yeah she's, she's just smiling which in my my head how i was thinking and she was just gonna be like uh no not get mad <laughs> it's very good that it's nami who comes over and stops him yeah nami's the angry one i think robin's like because like robin i wouldn't say humor sanji but like appreciates the the gesture even if it's over the top yeah because she'll just smile and, and and thank him for all the uh weird shit he'll be, go over yeah. the top to like 
serve her. And Nami just doesn't really respond to it, but also will like, all right, thank you for this drink you've made me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but anyways, uh, Usopp, yeah, Usopp gets his exorcism materials uh, and tries to uh, exorcise this ghost. And Brooke's like, oh shit, where's the ghost? I'm scared as shit of ghosts. <laughs> That's so, so good. Yeah. Yeah, so they 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 do that bit and then they go in to to eat cuz the the setup of the last episode was they were going to eat the octopus. Yeah. So they finally do. Brooke Brooke eats as well. He says it's the first time he's gotten to eat in probably decades if I had to guess. <laughs> and he drinks some milk because you know milk's really good for bones. <laughs> Shit. That's like a running joke. I didn't even think about and, that. And, I don't know if this is the first time it's come up. I feel like Luffy has made a joke about it before, but maybe not. Anyways, they do a, a long thing where Luffy's like talking with his mouth full and Brooke completely understands him, which I think is like yeah. really adorable to watch. <laughs> <laughs> Luffy's just excited to have a new friend. Mm -hmm. I love that they immediately have this friendship that's like a little bit different than ever. Like Luffy's relationships with his crew is like different for each person. Yeah. Which I think is like really valuable. Uh, Brooke finally learns Luffy's name. Yeah, that's something else. Is he didn't know Luffy's name before he said yes. Yeah, no, they didn't introduce each other. It's like, hey, join my crew. And it's like, all right, sure. <laughs> um, Luffy decides to ask, why are you a talking skeleton? What are you exactly? And similar to the not knowing Luffy's name, Zoro's like, why didn't you talk to each other before you invited him? <laughs> join the crew but after they eat he explains that he had a devil fruit called the yomi yomi fruit or no me it's which is a fruit that lets you come back to life once yeah basically i think he called it like the subtitles call it the revive fruit yeah it might be the revive revive fruit in the in the subs he's like i used to be a pirate my crew got caught in the sea and were def defeated everyone died and the way the fruit works is that his soul comes back from the afterlife and returns to the body, but because he was he died in this ghost sea, it took him a year to find his body again. <laughs> Which means when he got there, it was just a skeleton. It was like he had decomposed. Yep. <laughs> so when he so he rejoined his skeleton body and now possessed it. And I think we both we were watching this together actually when you were here. And I think we both had a lot of questions. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's so many questions that like they don't, they're not, they're not important. No. However, it sure is. It does give you much to think about. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Billy, <laughs> Billy Ray Cyrus voice, much to think about. <laughs> yeah, it's I, 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 I always make this reference to Chopper too, where it's like we introduce this type of fruit and then. In the first instance of it, it's turned on its head to be really fucking weird. Because, um, like, ah, yeah. animal fruits. But this animal ate a human fruit, and he's weird for it. <laughs> yeah. And this is the only revived fruit, but, like, Brooke had it, but he couldn't just have it normally. He had nope. to turn into a skeleton <laughs> and, like, break <laughs> the internal rules of the one fruit. It, it, also, it also shows the, uh, just as a nice little thing, like, the creativity you can get with the fruits as well mm -hmm. where like ha how we see a lot of zone types use theirs to do uh weird things like kaku was doing with his giraffe fruit mm -hmm. he's kind of just able to like 
redistribute the neck the neck length and stuff or how chopper is able to uh, manifest different forms with it as well mm-hmm. yeah i think this is similar to it we haven't seen much of brook but i th- I think the stuff that uh his devil fruit allows him to do is really fucking rad i i've had a thought recently where it's like is is brook brook's power x and y which i'm not saying what i'm what i'm thinking because it would mean nothing to you (laughs) Uh, but i'm just like thinking about like well wait a minute there's this thing you can do with devil fruits has he done that i don't know Hmm. um but that'll come up in like 600 episodes (laughs) good um anyway zoro asks why he still has hair and brooke says i have really strong roots and that's it. He's, he has an afro. Yeah. I think his character design is supposed to be Slash-esque. That would make sense, yeah. Now that I'm thinking about it, definitely like Slash. And I definitely think he he's supposed to look like a, a kind of like cartoony Jolly Roger skeleton versus like mm-hmm. a more realistic skeleton because pirates. Yeah. Slash doesn't really have an afro, but Brooke does have a top hat. And um, we're about to learn that he can play a bunch of uh, instruments. <laughs> So Usopp says, are you a human or a ghost? And he again says he's scared of ghosts. <laughs> and it's like, do you know what you look like? How can you be scared of ghosts? So Nami brings out a mirror to show him. Like, this is like, do you know, like, what we're looking at? <laughs> and Brooke is like, please don't, please don't put a mirror in front of me. I'm very scared of that. Uh, <laughs> and then we realize that Brooke has no reflection. Yeah. Immediately, I was thinking, oh, he doesn't like to be confronted with the reality that he's a skeleton. Mm -hmm. But we learn uh, pretty quick after uh, why he doesn't have a reflection. And I think it's really interesting. Yeah, it's weird. It's like, why do you also have these symptoms of vampirism? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Because he's like, wait a minute, you also don't have a shadow. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, I don't have a shadow. Which it was stolen from me. We'll get to that. And it's like, I think Robin says, Well, you have all, you, th- what happens when you see sunlight then? And he's like, I will disintegrate. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then he reminisces about someone he saw also had their shadow stolen and then disintegrate in the sun. It's harrowing to watch. And after telling the story, Brooke's like, You know, I'm still really, really glad I met all you people because it's been so long since I've seen other people. I'm glad that I lived through what I've lived through. He refers to the Straw Hats as his joy, which is like, out the gate, I'm sad about the skeleton man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's been without he- like contact in so long. Yeah, he says decades. I don't know how many. I think it's like 20 or 30 years. But Brooke says, unfortunately, he cannot join Luffy's crew because if, after they leave the foggy sea, he would disintegrate in the sun. So he cannot do anything until he gets his shadow back. Luffy's already committed to getting this man's shadow back. <laughs> He's already a straw hat. He is already ready to start swinging for this man. So Luffy says, hey, who did it? I'll, I'll fuck him up. And Brooke says, I won't tell you. And then he instead brings out a violin and plays a song for the crew. <laughs> uh, Luffy, if you remember, I think I made a point to stress it in like the first episode the first thing luffy wants for his crew is a musician yeah and his eyes light up now because it might finally happen uh but before brooke actually plays the song he sees 
a ghost. Or he yells that he sees a ghost, and he falls back. Uh, there's a rocking feeling on the ship, and everyone looks up, and they also see... I don't Actually, I don't know if they see the ghost. I think maybe just we see the ghost. Uh, I remember we definitely saw the ghost, but I thought Brooke was also saw it as well. Brooke sees it. I just don't know if the other Straw Hats do. Okay. But it's the same ghost that we saw before. The weird little yeah. cute one. Um, so yeah. I, guess, I guess that was real. <laughs> but it looks like it, unfortunately. Bummer. <laughs> but yeah, I think I don't think the other Straw Hats see it, but they do notice the like ship rocking in place. They go outside and they see a huge like wall that I think it it intentionally looks like teeth. You thought they were like swallowed by something. Yeah, I was willing to believe they were swallowed by some spooky monster. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's a he. Brooke <laughs> refers to it as the back of the gate, so he knows already where they are. So they move around to the other side of the ship and they see a huge island. Brooke asks, "Did you pick up a floating barrel?" And Luffy <laughs> says, "Yeah, sure did." <laughs> why wouldn't i it's free yeah it was a free i wanted to drink the booze a big flare came out and brooks like yep that was a trap <laughs> you have been targeted and this is the rea- this is the consequence <laughs> of it uh and brooks says this is the wandering ghost island the episode um and a title drop for the arc which i guess is normal probably because a lot of these arcs are just named after places but yeah but uh you don't you probably don't assume a thriller bark is one because it doesn't sound like a place yeah it doesn't sound like a place really uh like i said it it sounds like it should be like a a horror theme amusement park Mm -hmm. yeah if this is thriller Bark, Michael Jackson voice. So, in the next episode, we get a, more of that. We get more thriller bark. Nami notices that the log pose didn't react to there being an island there. That's weird and probably won't come up again. <laughs> Brooke, Brooke explains that this is uh, that thriller bark is an island that has drifted from West Blue. That doesn't change anything. It should still. <laughs> it's still alarming. Yeah, <laughs> it, unless. It's, it's... Unless I guess maybe because it's like drifted off, it doesn't have magnetism anymore. That, that's what I was. Well, I was thinking more like things that aren't on the Grand Line don't. Like, do log poses work mm, in the other blue seas? Because Nami didn't get one until Reverse Mountain, so we don't. Like, this isn't a thing that they used before. They just sailed. That is true. So I don't know. I I would imagine they do have like, I don't know. This is I, I wouldn't yeah, that's a good point. I wouldn't think that the, the on the regular seas they would because the whole reason you need a log pose is because regular compasses don't work because Grand Line has fucked up magnetism, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's the setup yeah. for it. But now my brain's just doing the why is the Grand Line like this again and all the other fucking <laughs> Pangea theories we've dropped on this show before. But yeah, he says this is from West Blue, which I think is the strongest one, either that or north, I don't remember. Brooke picks up his cane and says, uh, I'm, I'm happy that I met you, and now my, one, my biggest wish has been realized, uh, and he runs off. Um, he just jumps <laughs> off the fucking boat, and they're like, yo, you can't swim. You skeleton fuck. What are you doing? Uh, and then we realize that he is so light, and he can run so fast that he just kind of runs on the ocean, which is fucked up. 
so uh, there are no consequences to his devil fruit. Maybe, maybe uh, he that there's a mistranslation and he actually ate the Jesus Jesus fruit. He came back after he was supposed to come back after three days, but he came back yeah. after a year. <laughs> He's supposed to come back, yeah after three days, and then he can walk on water. Maybe he can turn all the water into wine. Maybe, maybe. He can, maybe he can help with Sanji's cooking by just duplicating all the food. Mm, this is good stuff. This is this is good <laughs> headcanon we've developed. Is is Brooke an allegory for Jesus? <laughs> maybe. <laughs> What if instead of the afro, he had a beard? <laughs> this is bad. Uh, anyways, Brooke says that they should run away as far as they can. Nami is like, we should do that after he leaves. But Luffy, but it's not going to happen because Luffy's really excited to go in this fucking danger zone. <laughs> Nightmare land. Ugh. Yeah, I guess they're worried about... Oh, I guess they did see the ghost, because Chopper says here that Chopper is worried about it. Um, and Zoro saw it fly toward the island, and then uh, then they see the gate again. That was probably what shook the boat, and they're probably trapped here anyway. Yeah. Because the gate probably goes around the whole island like a big fence. And Frankie says if this is drifting through the sea, then they can't exactly just drop anchor. So they don't really know what the fuck to do. <laughs> There's kind of no good option. We get a nice call back to Usopp's running bit because uh, Nami and Chopper contract can't get on this island disease. Uh, but Luffy's ready to go. Luffy goes and gets a net and like a, a cage so he can catch a ghost and keep it as a pet. <laughs> oh, I'm sure that'll go well. This is just prime Luffy. This is prime Luffy. Luffy fears nothing. Luffy knows no fear. Usopp, not into this idea, but Robin also wants to go. Uh, Frankie wants to go, and um, Frankie pulls out the... Uh, this is the reveal of it that he was working on before. I don't think we even talked about the scene of him working on this before, because Nami was upset about it. Yeah. About fucking up with the waiver. But uh, he, he reveals the Mini Mary, which is like a tiny little boat with Mary's like head on it and it's he says it can seat four people but nami usopp and chopper all get on it and ride around um luffy wants to try it too but it it's not gonna happen because we hear nami scream in the distance <laughs> and uh they can't see her anymore because there's a bunch of fog oh yeah this is their this is this a setup that i forgot about already uh the anchor drops by itself frankie's like there's no way that happened was like an accident. This broad is brand new. Uh, and then a trap door on the deck opens, and they're like, who is, who is here? Is it a ghost? Is it, I think, is it Robin? Because I guess, like, grabbed by someone who yeah. seems invisible? Yeah. Yeah, I forgot about that, and it sucks really bad. Uh, this guy sucks, and I hate him. Yeah, he's the worst. Sanji goes to, like save her from whatever it is, but he gets tripped uh, by something. There's like a beast growling noise. And then I think it just stops. Yeah. He just kind of like decides to stop whatever it is. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess it just stops and the the quote-unquote ghost invisible being is just gone. Yeah. We cut back to the island and see Nami, Chopper, and Usopp, the scared trio. They have fallen in a 
trench that's like at the edge of the the sea itself and she's like oh we must have we must have gotten lost track of where we were with the mini mary and we bumped into it and now we're here they realize they're on a bunch of bones uh the whole bottom of this trench is like paved with with bones and skulls and that sucked pretty bad um nami tries to apologize and says i'm cute so you'll forgive me and usopp says no and then like they continue having the conversation like Chopper and Usopp do. And in the background, it's just Nami holding up a sign that says, I'm sorry. It's really funny. I fucking love that bit. And then Usopp says, Luffy will probably find us, but I don't know where we should wait. And they don't get to think about it very long because a three-headed dog appears. <laughs> this is fine. Yep. Chopper says that that must be Cerberus and we must be in hell. Uh, Cerberus starts chasing them, and then as that happens, Chopper says, wait a minute, one of those heads is a fox. There's two <laughs> dog heads and one fox head. Like, we already know, like, you can already kind of tell that it looks it, like some sort different. of yeah. sewn-up thing, and, like, the one of them's a different color, like it's a yellow fur, and the other two are blue. But and it has, has uh, some insecurities about that. And yeah, does it's, not, yeah. <laughs> doesn't does not like being told about it. <laughs> it's understandable. <laughs> um, but it just gets more mad about it and chases them meaner, I guess. Uh they end up up like at the end of the trench is a staircase, they go up it, they end up in a forest, and Usopp makes a smoke screen and they like hide in a tree, and uh they're like, Alright, we might be fine now. I think Usopp makes some remark about how it doesn't actually have as strong of a sense of smell as a dog. I guess because it doesn't find them. I'm like, well, shit, what do we do now? And um, a voice behind them that we don't see yet says, yeah, shit sucks. Uh, must be scary up here. And they look over, and it's like this tiny little vampire man. <laughs> it's just a little vampire boy. <laughs> yeah, he's just... <laughs> so far and he uh something i noticed on him and on cerberus is that they had numbers on them like yes tattooed on yeah them. They, they have little numbers on them i don't remember which one's on the dog i'm but uh this guy who we'll learn in a second his name is hildon he has a 21 uh above his one of his eyes um that probably doesn't mean anything i would, I would you know nope. probably not hildon says that he saw them chased and followed them to keep them safe because uh, it's getting dark and it's going to get real dangerous out here. So he says, yeah. you, can, you can use my carriage and I can take you back to a mansion owned by someone named Dr. Hogback. Hmm. Chopper seems to know this name. He's a doctor. I guess it makes sense. Do all doctors know each other? I guess so. Uh, it, I don't or know. know of each other? Probably. Chopper has read a whole lot of medical books. Chopper's read a lot of books. If this is like a well-known name in Doctor Town, then yeah. Chopper would know. That makes sense. Maybe we'll find out in this next episode because it's called The Man Called a Genius, Hogback Appears. <laughs> I don't like his name. Hogback. <laughs> it, uh, the way Chopper says it is, is fine, but like, I, 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 I don't like Chopper like it. saying it because it's cute. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's like Chopper has, and he, yeah, and he has that little kid excitement in uh -huh. him, and it's just adorable. But uh, I, I don't like Hog the man's back. name. Hogback or how he looks is very upsetting too. No, yeah, we'll see him uh, <laughs> soon. Uh, 
Usopp, Nami, and Chopper take up that offer, and they're riding in that carriage, and they're like, oh, maybe this is a bad idea. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Chopper's like really excited to meet this doctor that he idolizes that we're hearing of for the first time. He tries to explain to Usopp and Nami that he's like this, you know, incredible uh, surgeon who just disappeared without a trace. And Chopper isn't like worried about this. Chopper isn't worried that this <laughs> world-renowned doctor disappeared from the face of the planet without a trace, and now he's here on fucking Zombie Island. It's yeah, probably, probably fine. fine. Yeah. <sighs> Anyways. As uh, they're talking about this, Nami looks out the window and sees a lion. It's like, why the fuck is there a lion on this island? And it turns around and it has the face of a man. I uh, I compared this to I don't if I remember correctly, you hadn't seen uh, what we do in the shadows. I have not. But uh, it reminds me of Jermaine Clement's character turning into a cat that just has a human face, and he's just like making this fucked up face because he thinks he got it, but he didn't. <laughs> if you haven't seen that movie you should dear listener it's really good but also just if you just google i think probably what we do in the shadows cat <laughs> it'll probably come up let me see let me do the work for you yeah in the shadows cat oh yep yep all right yep <laughs> that I, that almost feels like that's exactly what it, it was referencing almost <laughs> uh thriller bark probably would have came way before Oh, that's a very recent movie. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know how recent, but like a couple years. 2014. Yeah. I guess okay. that's five years, but <laughs> Thriller Bark uh, <laughs> is like 11 years. All I'm getting is like the, the DVD release <laughs> and the dub information, which is interestingly enough, uh, it says also 2014. But I'm like, that's there's way too much after that for that to be true of the original air date. Uh, it has to be like 2008 or something. Uh, I have it up on here on the One Piece wiki, and it says January 27, 2008. Yeah, that sounds right. Not even not even Halloween time. What are you doing? <laughs> well, I mean, that's kind of like how horror movies just come out during the summer now. Yeah, I guess so. It's probably, so you, <laughs> probably so you can rent them at Halloween time or something. Uh, or and also teenagers Netflix. have more free time. <laughs> sure. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah, Get Out came out in like February, and I think so did Us. So that's just oh, yeah. that's just Jordan Peele's fucking motive. <laughs> the horrors year round. We'll go. We'll give it like a. I I think that that would work for for some things. Is it doesn't matter what time of year things are still scary. Mm-hmm. Then you you can rewatch it in October. So it'll be out everywhere yeah. by then, and and then you then it'll be like fresh in your mind for <laughs> Oscar season. Anyways, We've cracked the case. I've cracked the case. <laughs> the man's a genius. Anyways, the fucked up. Lion Man, Little Lion Man by fucking whatever that bad band is called. I don't remember. Mumford and Sons. They're all scared of it. And Usopp asks, Why were you screaming? She explained it and he didn't believe her. And then they look out the window again and they see a bunch of shit just have the faces of men, like trees and shit. Yeah. It, uh, like I said to you when we were watching, it, it just reminds me of like, some of the like terrifying uh fringe reality stuff you see in Berserk when like mm. the horrific spirits start to like get into stuff. Like if you uh whenever 
those things start to appear, they have similar appearances of like trees with like those exaggerated facial facial features and just like mm-hmm. monstrous looking animals. Yeah, you were you were wondering if this was inspired by Berserk because <laughs> Berserk at one point was inspired by One Piece. Yes, there's a very long pirate arc that uh some people don't like because it feel because they knew Oda was just, not Oda, uh, Miro was just reading a bunch of One Piece at the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they're like, oh, he's just copying it. I have this, good. I have this working theory in my head that like Skies of Arcadia was inspired by One Piece and then later <laughs> One Piece was inspired by Skies of Arcadia. Because mm. frankly, honestly, Inya's Lobby feels like it strikes a lot of the same beats as like some of the higher story points of that game. Um, but also that game's just perfect. So what are you going to do? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's easy to see it in other pirate media. Uh, I guess they you know, they even go to an island in the sky in this show. So maybe yeah. makes you think. Uh, anyways, fucking, they're scared of shit of all these zombie trees, and they're like, "Hey, let's go back. Let's, hey, hold on, sorry, dude, we're gonna go back. Take us to the shore." And he's like, "All right, fine. I'll go. Uh, I'll go talk to my fucked up sands and papyrus." Horse. Yeah, <laughs> they look just like them. It's really funny. Yeah, um, Toby Fox ripped off One Piece, uh, which I think I think we'd already made that joke because we were like thinking Brooks a little similar to Papyrus in a way. Yeah, <laughs> and then it just got like the the faces are t- they're too close. Yeah, and I I don't think like One Piece invented the the visual combo of like short round headed character and yeah. taller skinnier headed character um it's just because like they're like zombies that have like skeleton looking faces yeah and they're like <laughs> it's just really funny and i think yeah you don't you can only see like one of uh i was, gonna, I was just gonna say sans uh the shorter one you can only see like one of his eyes yeah, the other one is like kind of winking. So mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just because I tweeted the pictures and I pulled them up. It's just it's uncanny and it's really funny. Yeah, like yeah, that's kind of a dynamic that I think has pre-existed for a while. But yeah, <laughs> the similarities are striking. Hold on, it's like all right, yeah, we'll go back. Just give me a minute. And then a long time passes and they have not moved again. And they're like, well, shit. <laughs> um so they go like let's see where we are well maybe we can go talk to them and they get out and they're abandoned in a graveyard <laughs> yep <laughs> so that's fine and they start to freak out and then zombies start to come out of the earth like this is just straight up we're just in it now zombies are coming out yep. of these graves and it's again. yep and they're like shit they're trying to hide in the carriage but they get pulled out or Usopp gets pulled out, and they try and help him. Does do they fight at all, or is it just? Or are they just fucked up for right now? They're they're like kind of fighting off the zombies, mm-hmm. but not nearly as effectively as we see some people do later. <laughs> yeah, I doesn't. I don't like. I don't see, feel like I see Usopp in this scene. Oh no, Chopper just start actually fighting. Yeah, because he he uses heavy point. This says. He knocks the zombie's head off, and then the other zombies help him just, like, throw his head back. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, the, the zombies have a great camaraderie. I love it. Yeah, and uh, Usopp also set one on fire, which uh, mm-hmm. caused him to kind of panic. Yeah, as I was reading, it's like, why didn't Nami just, like, use 
lightning or something, but uh Beer. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Uh yeah, Usopp <laughs> uses his fire star and they're all really scared of fire <laughs> for some reason. I I I also r- like the gag that happens as they're running away where Usopp's like, "Oh, thank God, they're slow zombies." So they can't run after us. And then the zombies are like, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> they speed up and start chasing after a boar. Yeah. But they get tired. <laughs> they immediately run out of stamina. And uh, they escape. Yeah. Cut back to the Thousand Sunny. And uh, everyone's getting ready to... Or, like, they're, like, looking... I think they're looking for a place to dock. And they end up getting stuck in a gigantic spider web. And they don't move anymore. Just fucking Undertale, taking everything from One Piece. Oh, uh, there's a spider web in Undertale. I should probably keep playing Undertale. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, there's a there's a nice uh, spider boss. That's probably one of my favorite. Ooh, it's like a rhythm game that you have to play. <laughs> oh, nice. Uh, but M- Muff- <laughs> Muffet's one of my favorite character designs as well. Yeah, you stopped playing Undertale because you were scared of skeletons, right? Isn't, uh... that, isn't that the canon? No, actually, my brother asked me once, like, because I was playing under. I I asked him if like he's going to get Undertale on Switch or something, because I know he really likes the game. He has like a hundred hours on it on Steam or something. Fuck yeah! <laughs> and it's a good game. he's like, "How are you going to play Undertale if there's skeletons, Jory?" I was like, "They're funny skeletons. <laughs> they're funny. That's why you like Brooke." <laughs> exactly. Yeah, they're funny skeletons, so it's okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. All you gotta do is like put some weird clothes or an afro on it. Just give them sunglasses. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Um they are they get stuck in that spider web and the Mary the the mini Mary also gets stuck there and they're like, Well, I guess that's fine. We don't see them depart quite yet, I guess. But we do cut back to Nami, Chopper, and Usopp. Their their trio is getting all the the setup and exposition for this arc. Yeah. Um on, on uh the behalf of the viewer. Which is fine too, because they're the two most scared, and I think I don't. I feel mean saying weakest, but also that's true. Um, <laughs> yeah, because it's presented in a way that also it works for how this arc is being presented. Versus like when you have them be the weakest in something like Skypea or um, Any's Lobby, the feeling that comes across is ah oh, fuck, I'm al- I'm almost a hindrance on the crew, and then the end of the fight is them being like, hey, I can help sometimes. Mm-hmm. Whereas this, we get like storytelling reasons like it contributes to the story versus just like a short little character arc to make the fight a little bit more compelling yeah it's like they get lured into the island they're really scared of everything and uh we get this setup of like because like as we see the other characters just kind of like spoilers for a minute but like they just kind of barrel through and like they're not gonna get lured in by the little vampire on disney xd so I, I think I think it's really beneficial that those three are like separated off in this way. Yeah. But they they uh they go through the forest on their own now and they do end up reaching the mansion after all and they say shit, I guess we'll just go in. It's very rocky horror actually. They are walk they they get there and there's like a a well just next to the door. <laughs> and they're like why the fuck is this here? And then a bunch of lights turn on, pointing like a spotlight at the well. And it's the the rope starts spinning as something's coming up. And they're like, what the fuck? And it's this woman, has some stitches on her, probably a zombie, but we're not yeah. sure. Or they're not sure, I should say. 
I think we as the viewers are sure. Yeah. We, we'll learn in a bit her name is Sindri. And she just starts, she has this stack of plates and she just throws them all at Usopp. Only Usopp. <laughs> just Usopp. Uh-huh. Just Usopp. <laughs> For some reason. And he's not allowed to enter the mansion. Nami and Chopper can, but Usopp can't as he throws more plates. She throws more plates at him. Yeah. <laughs> Someone comes out saying, hey, they can all come inside. This is fine. This unfortunate looking man, which he kind of has like the the Eggman design, but like not even as flattering because he's just such a tiny head for how big his body is and like really skinny arms, too. Like this design yeah. would not work, I think, outside of One Piece. This is such no. a <laughs> this is such an Oda on his bullshit. Just like I'm going to make this this weird man. Just this really and, uh, weird man. You said the the Rocky Horror thing. That's kind of what I get a little bit from this now with like all the fishnet stuff. Yeah, there's um spoilers. There's a character that is apparently directly based off of Frankenfurter. Uh, oh. This is this is not him. Uh, and notably, <laughs> that character is not in Thriller Bark. I also uh, there's other complications behind that uh that influence that we'll get into See, uh, what what do you tell me a character is inspired from by a frankenfurter and it's a series made by like a cishet guy i'm not who, who has yeah there's gonna be problems yeah who has uh we, we've we've talked about issues with um with gender <laughs> yeah we love bon clay but it's with a bunch of asterisks <laughs> um inside of a little dome mm-hmm. with a ton of asterisks <laughs> yeah Ugh. but anyways that's not dr hogback although he has yeah he has the fishnet design and he's like he's just weird looking you know <laughs> yep he's a weird dude yeah uh he explains oh yeah this is hogback by the way he explains <laughs> that uh Sindri was once and en- once engaged to a man uh and she was mad at him and like tested him by breaking all of his most valuable plates and then he left her. So now she hates plates and men. Yep. And she, uh, <laughs> a line that comes up a couple more times is, I wish all plates would be eradicated from the face of the earth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's really funny. The fucking zero to 60 with like, here's a funny thing about a character. It's rooted in trauma. Here's a bunch of running jokes with it. Like it happens immediately with Sindri. <laughs> but uh, he introduces himself as Hogback. Chopper's stoked as shit. <laughs> yeah, he is. Uh, he says that they can all come in, and Sindri makes an exception and uh, leads them in, and then we realize that she left Hogback outside, which is just a funny joke to really solidify uh, his social incompetence and how much she doesn't really like him. <laughs> yeah. Out the gate. Out the gate, we have this dynamic of these two characters. <laughs> uh, but then we cut into the dining room, where Hogback asks why they came into his mansion. Chopper says he wants to... Talk to him, and they were chased here by zombies. Hogback says he's surprised that they escaped. Perfectly fine. Um, and he says he has no idea what they are. Sure. And uh, he's living here to study them. So that's presumably why he disappeared. Chopper is amazed by this uh, this effort, this decision, this sacrificial act. Oh, Hogback. Such an impressive man. Chopper asks for his autograph, which he happily gives. I think he writes, like, to a doctor or something cute like that. Yeah. After that, uh, Chop- Chopper asks if he can see the lab, and very angrily, Hogback says, no, never step in my fucking lab, you 
goddamn fuck who do you think you are <laughs> is harrowing coming to my house yeah you come to my house just ask if you can see my my lab <laughs> fuck you how fuck dare you. you do something like that goddamn raccoon dog <laughs> uh this this next bit's really good where Sindri serves them flan but without plates <laughs> she refuses to use plates and um the they're like it's it's fine they all just kind of like put their head down to the plate and just kind of like slurp it up <laughs> and then like they continue having conversations with their head like down to the table and it's just really bizarre the whole fucking pretense that we've set up here <laughs> yeah <laughs> i think nami even finds it weird she doesn't understand how they how those how the rest of them can just do that mm-hmm. <laughs> without any hesitation yeah yeah just uh Sindri says that they can use the bath to get clean because I think she hates dirtiness or something or something. Yeah. But uh, Usopp asks if Hogback saw a skeleton man come by and we get like a couple hmm. flashes. Brooke, Just that. <laughs> of, of, of a skeleton man coming by. Uh, Brooke holding a sword up to Hogback's neck uh, in one of them. Yeah. Probably fine. And yep, Probably uh, normal. Probably not. No big deal. And Hogback... <laughs> sweating onto the table says no <laughs> absurd what's well, the talking skeleton <laughs> no way that's just not real <laughs> but that's the end of that episode and we get on to 341 which has all the bad shit all of my least favorite shit which might be the worst episode of one piece <laughs> <laughs> potentially <laughs> Um, I, there's not really a lot of saving graces because it's kind of just more things are happening and some of it's really fucking bad. Yeah. You know us, <laughs> typical Americans, sex fearers. <laughs> we love the big fights and we fear sex. According no, this to... Is, this is just one, this is gross. According to one very accurate iTunes review, but no, this is just... this. The, there's some shit in this episode that's really fucking gross. Because I think we were both like, all right, this this fan service is a little much. I can't decide if it how bad it is, and then it just gets really gross. Yeah. Like, there's there's a certain spot in my brain where it's like, I understand what I'm watching and the media I'm consuming. I know this is going to be a part of it. So seeing seeing Nami's barely censored chest while she's naked, it's, it's uncomfortable a bit, but I get it's going to be coming. Mm-hmm. But then it gets real bad. Really bad. Uh, yeah, this is, like, how the episode starts, I think. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's straight away. Uh, yeah, so she's, like, taking a shower, and then she gets in the bath. Uh, Chopper and Usopp are, like, outside the door, and, uh, Chopper's like, man, I kind of want to see that lab anyway. Blah, 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 blah. They're talking about waiting for Luffy to get here, and Nami's like, I don't know, there's something weird about this mansion. I think there's, like, I think there's, like, other zombies and shit here. She suspe- she suspects Hogback was lying about uh, the zombies, notably not the skeleton, which is funny. <laughs> but then, yeah, she hears uh, a growl and is, like, unsure what it is. But then, yeah, the the return of the invisible character <sighs> is in uh, the bathroom with Nami. <laughs> and it's just, uh, it gets much, much worse than I would have expected. Like, I had forgotten this. Yeah. Um, and I'm surprised at how genuinely bad or how, yeah, it's, it's, it's like, all right, he's a bad guy. He's doing a bad thing. 
I don't need to see it. <laughs> I already know he's a bad guy. Yeah. And like they, they, they vaguely established this when they had him be like creepy towards Robin. Yeah. He's just like holding her and like saying creepy stuff. Mm-hmm. But while while that sucked, uh, Robin wasn't naked. Yeah, in and, a bath. Yeah, and alone. Then, yeah, and she's alone, and she gets like pinned against a wall at one point. Uh, yeah, it's, and doesn't he like lick her? And it's just probably gross. It's gross. It's bad. It is draining. To it runs way too long. It shouldn't happen at all. But even when it does, it happens way too long. Uh, it is draining to see violence against women in ways that genuinely really happens in the real world uh and it yeah uh in a show that makes light of uh men being creepy and shitty like with with um like sanji's running gag and and now we have brooke asking to see panties and that's like a joke and it's played off and it's like we deal with it this is yeah this is a bit much and the other problem with here is we he do, we'll know he'll get his comeuppance because it's shonen and he's a bad guy. Mm-hmm. However, we probably won't get that for a little bit. And no, and he, and uh, what sucks is you actually I don't I was gonna say you know it won't be Nami who does it, but I'm actually not sure about that. If it is Nami, that's good. But it's uh, <laughs> does it justify it? No, <laughs> no, not one bit. No, no. but yeah, no, I. I I am surprised at how legitimately terrifying that scene got with uh with with Nami being assaulted yeah. and like it's not even just like ah he's invisible so he he creeps on it it's like really really bad yeah uh it, and it and it like plays this situation for a joke too which I just remembered uh because when she's like I think she yells or something and then he like yeah she she's able to yell and he's still she's still pinned up against the wall and Usopp comes in and his first reaction because nami is they don't just yeah they see they don't see the dude so they just see nami naked and he's she's on full display and uh usopp immediately like drops to the ground and says thank you mm-hmm. and it's like this isn't the time yeah <laughs> there's a lot of bad things happening right now yeah <laughs> she she kicks up into the groin and that does stop him and uh it seems like he is left uh, yeah, Chopper, with his incredible sense of smell, uh, checks that. Which, why I don't know why he didn't notice there was someone else there. But um, Usopp is, like, trying to attack the invisible man, but he is gone. I, this, I'm reading this from the wiki. It says, Nami, startled and briefly traumatized. Only briefly, you assume. Yep. Yep, only briefly. Thank, thank God that something horrible we had to see apparently doesn't affect her very much mm-hmm. and she is fine that's totally how how it happened yeah no it's fine um <laughs> sexual assault is not a very harrowing experience for women <laughs> and i'm not surprised that oda doesn't fucking know what he's doing when that but it still f- sucks shit to watch yep, and deal it's with still real bad it's real bad yeah this might be the worst episode of one piece <laughs> that i could oh there were some weird like lines in the that the Frankie section too. So like back to back, it's just like, what are y'all doing? Yeah. Well, uh, we'll get to some bad gender stuff later on. There might be worse episodes of one piece, depending on how, I don't know. This is probably, I, I think this might bother me more because it's so explicitly a real thing. Whereas like when, yeah, when Oda fucks up gender, it feels like he's just a buffoon. Like it's, yeah. it's, it's transphobic and he doesn't actually understand what trans people are. 
Which doesn't excuse yeah, he, it. it. It's just that there's definitely no. He probably doesn't have anyone there to be like, "Hey, this this kind of sucks." No, and he he's not doing any critical thinking about it. Well, with that, well, or, with something or like the people that in scene. those positions also are like, "Yeah, this is fine. He's a bad guy. Have him do a yeah. bad thing." Yeah. The, the the thing about all of uh the transphobic stuff, I don't think there's any violence predicated on that. Yeah. It's pretty. It's all like lip service of like uh transphobic language, which isn't better or good it's still, it's still violence in its own right yeah it's just watching this sucks yeah anyways this line boils down to i think some of the worst problems with it too uh that i'm reading from this uh description Usopp asks nami if she's okay and she replies that the invisible man knows their plan to leave early and it's like why is that <laughs> Ugh. this is like game of thrones has this problem too where it was like it's like really poor writing and you can tell women didn't do it where it's like woman character who has been uh, a victim of so much violence, sexual and otherwise uh, defines themselves as a stronger woman because of it. And it's like, don't do that shit. Do not glamorize or um, I don't know, use it as an excuse to make your woman character stronger. And I think that's probably some of the intention of Nami not being super phased by it. Is that she's just yeah. like used to it or strong or whatever? And I'm just but that's I'm tired. I'm also so tired. Bad. Uh, <sighs> uh, oh man! Give, <laughs> give Nami a gun and it's let her awful. and let her shoot rapists. That's my new fucking goal. <laughs> that's the uh... I mean, that's my that's my hope for Nami in the time skip. <laughs> she just gets a very very large very real gun. Uh huh. And it only works. On rapists and creeps and turfs. <laughs> All right. Anyways. Oh, that'd be good. Yeah. <laughs> That's my fan fiction. Um, <laughs> anyways, we're past that. We're not past that character, unfortunately, because he will last through this arc. But we are past that scene. And I'm hoping it does not get that bad again. But I do not remember. Because I tried to forget that man existed. And it's I'm Saker. And I'm Evan. And our podcast is It's All Been Done, a Bare Naked Ladies podcast. Hey, what's that podcast about, Ev? So, do you know of a band called Bare Naked Ladies? One week. Yeah, yeah, that's one of them. Okay, all right, cool. Yeah, I know yeah. of them. Do you ever want to learn more about them? Or... Absolutely not. <laughs> okay, well, then this is the podcast for you because we teach you nothing with various guests. Yeah, like uh, like Matt Besser. Holy we shit. Climbed in a second story window and partied in this house where we barely didn't know at all the people that was crazy holy fuck mike mitchell why well, I, I don't know how how like how much you guys really do love bare naked ladies justin mcelroy grab your tongue grab your tongue and i want you to say Our born tongue. on a pirate ship Bum on the polo ship. you were born on a pile of shit and many more so check it out but also if you don't like bare naked ladies we talk about them probably like a third of the time so. uh yes that's every Tuesday, wherever fine podcasts are sold. We could make a board game about it. Anyways, um, Thousand Sunny's stuck in that spider web. Zoro assumes that uh, this is all one big trap, but Luffy says, hey, let's just search uh, the island and like explore it and search for our friends, and Zoro joins them. We kind of get them going through what the other three went through, but very quickly, because they're not... Yeah as phased or scared or anything like they they meet cerberus and luffy's like oh that's cool i'm gonna tame it <laughs> it's gonna be my new best friend uh-huh. <laughs> i i 
I do like how, uh, even though that's kind of the gag with all their bounties, that Luffy doesn't see Chopper as like a pet. He sees him as a friend. Oh, yeah, of course. Um, I don't, yeah, I don't think any of them see him as a pet. <laughs> yeah. He is a, I guess he is technically an animal who has the powers of a man, but and not the other way around. But uh, I like explaining that to people. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, no, 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 no he's a reindeer. about One Piece. <laughs> yeah, he, you see, he's a reindeer that has the powers of a human man. Like, he could turn his, fr- his fruit powers are uh, human powers. Yeah, and then he like he fucks with that really hard by like <laughs> finding weird middle grounds. But yeah, the uh he tries to tame Cerberus uh and it just bites him and then he punches it and then it continues to do what he says after that. <laughs> and they uh Luffy rides it on the on, as they leave this trench and they're looking for their friends. They see a talking tree and a unicorn having tea together. Okay. It's fine. Frankie and Luffy are like Let's catch them, and Luffy's like, join my crew. <laughs> yeah. It's a good running bit of just, like, Luffy sees weird creatures and are like, be my friend! Be my friend! Yeah. <laughs> there's there's a potential skeleton in the crew, there's a cyborg in the crew, and then there's a, a human reindeer in the mm-hmm. crew. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think, uh, with the exception of Robin, that's kind of been Luffy's MO, of just like, you're special, you're different. Um, yeah. Which I think makes this... It ends up making this uh, parallel of like these these out outcasts who are yeah for whatever reason they have, and then making this found a family. Even though Luffy is yeah. kind of just like you, you seem weird and cool. Hang out with me. <laughs> like he just has yeah. that sort of like magnetism of like <laughs> other weirdos. <laughs> Anyways, Zoro and Sanji are like, don't we don't need a unicorn in our crew? Don't do this. Um, and then now we get uh, we cut back to like outside the mansion where Hogback is meeting with the Invisible Man, who is now named uh, Absalom, uh, and he wants to make Nami his bride. But Hogback says, no, you don't. She has a high bounty. And that's what they're after, I guess, high bounties. And then that ghost shows up again. Yeah. And it starts speaking. They say all of the crew members have bounties on their head, even Chopper, which is really low. She doesn't say that, but I imagine she she would know. Hogback says that they're going to have to do a lot to capture Luffy because his bounty is 300 million, which I think is That's the a big old bounty. It's really big. I think it's the biggest one they've seen. Um, I would, I, it seems to be implied. Yeah. Usopp and Nami are still talking about that invisible man, and Usopp's really convinced that all these zombies and shit aren't real, with the exception of Brook, because they can explain it with the devil fruit. Which is kind of interesting that Usopp's like, no, 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 there's no explanation for that shit, so it can't be real. But, like, Brooke we saw, and the devil fruit makes sense, because that's logic that we understand and accept in our universe. Yeah. He asks Chopper to agree with him. Chopper's like, yeah, you can't resurrect the dead without Brooke's power. It is, from a medical point of view, it doesn't make, uh, there, there could be a way if, if Hogback did all this research. It's like, maybe there's miracles on this island. None of them consider, what if there's another devil fruit that does something different? <laughs> like, what if there <laughs> yeah. is a zombie zombie fruit? That's, that's immediately where my brain goes. Like, even with Brooke, I was like, oh, he probably ate, like, a skeleton skeleton fruit or, like, a bone bone fruit. So now he's a bone man. Mm-hmm. Which is w- I, Would that I, be I, Paramecia I, or Logia? I don't know. <laughs> uh, paramecia. Uh, zone type 
bone fruit. The the bone <laughs> yeah. beast. A Q-bone fruit. The Q-bone fruit. We're, now fruits are based off Pokemon. Can you? It's incredible. <laughs> N- none of them consider that there, there could be another devil fruit. Uh, I think actually Usopp might mention, it's not mentioned here, but I think Usopp might mention there's only one of each fruit, so there isn't another revive fruit. Mm. So none of them can do what Brooke is doing. So that's why they, they go, go down the uh, assumptions of the medical stuff. Uh, choppers. Wait a minute. What's up? What do you think about? Where's your brain going? I think I think it's come up before, and my brain goes to the same place. But they're only—I—I I, I must have missed it when he said it. But they're only being one fruit. That just makes me wonder how, like, how did how did Blackbeard know what a certain fruit is if there's only one of them? Wouldn't someone have already had it? Um. So. <laughs> there there is a book that says what all the fruits are that have been discovered and blackbeard memorized it but yeah there there is this question of what happened like how do fruits come back into circulation if only one person can have it at a time yeah i don't th- that's where my brain is going i immediately. don't <laughs> think it's been talked about yet mm. i don't okay i don't think it's come up I, I- I definitely don't think it has because I definitely would have locked on to that. <laughs> yeah, or or you could make the assumption that like, oh, it's just never been eaten yet. But then how like mm-hmm. how did you know what it is? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Those details are kind of irrelevant, but um yeah. I I've already kind of showed my hand a little bit when saying like how does a fruit come back into circulation? But uh we'll get there. I I I would assume that uh something like that that's how it would work, but mm-hmm. how? That's where my brain's going. I mean, I guess it's not again. Like, what happens when a devil fruit user dies? Like, what what happens is the question. Yeah, and we'll get there. I don't. It. I guess it's been explicitly said, but I don't remember it when or what they say. So I'm not gonna say anything else. <laughs> so I'll just let you think about shit. Anyways, blah blah blah. Where were we? Oh yeah. So they're talking about the medical aspect of it. Like, what if? Uh, Hogback had successfully brought people back to life. We're getting into the the ethics of Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. No, no, it's Hogback's monster, etc. Uh, Nami says it's obvious that Hogback is making zombies. She's she's read the book. <laughs> yeah, she calls Hogback king of zombies. Uh, and Usopp says, "Hey, stop arguing right now. Let's just go talk to him." Chopper wants to go talk to him and figure it out. Uh, they get back yeah. to the dining room, but no one's there. It's pitch dark. And then suddenly the chandelier gets lit up and Hildon is here. And he's hanging yeah, upside he's, down. He's finally back. Mm-hmm. Finally. And they're like, hey, why'd you fucking abandon us? Yeah, that was <laughs> fucked up, dude. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> he apologizes. Says that uh, Hogback and Sindri have gone to bed. As I will take you to your rooms. But they don't believe him. And that they're going to leave. Chopper is reluctant because he doesn't want to talk to Hogback about this shit. Trying to reconcile that your idol is actually a monster is, you know, difficult. Uh, even when you just revealed that they're idol like a couple episodes ago. But uh, then they hear a voice of some rant. Like they just hear a woman's voice. And it seems to be coming out of a painting. And the painting starts <laughs> to move. And then it comes out of the painting. And then all the paintings in the room turn out to be zombies. The bear rug is a zombie. And they're all attacking the pirates. They're all attacking these three. Hildon's just kind of watching. Hildon doesn't do shit. Yeah. 
th- th- this this whole like thing that's going on inside the mansion is real spooky and and strong like Silent Hill and Resident Evil vibes. Yeah, like. you you pointed out this is like very Resident Evil one because like coming back to their room and suddenly everything's different. Yeah, like you first adventure through and there, there's the feeling of dread, but nothing's happened. Mm-hmm. And then on your way back, everything's just all fucked up and weird and scary and dangerous. Yeah, it's really effective. Um, these are apparently called surprise zombies uh, when they're hiding in in uh, places you wouldn't notice, unlike a grave, I guess. <laughs> Anyways. There, oh yeah, there's one like it says taxidermy zombie. There's like a mounted pig head that starts talking and has like throws a sword at uh at Usopp, but it lands in the bear, and um Usopp ends up like jumping up on the chandelier and throws a candle, uh, cause he knows fireworks. Yeah, and uh, he just throws a shit ton of candles down, uh, and everyone escapes. While I guess this room's just gonna burn. <laughs> <laughs> yep it's done for mm. rip 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 room rip rip the room and uh <laughs> they they try to leave but the door is locked and they are trapped in the mansion and they end up just like running through other parts of the mansion in the as we swing into the next episode mystery of the zombies hogback's nightmarish research laboratory <laughs> this is probably <laughs> fine oh yeah completely normal yeah, uh, oh, this description's really short. But yeah, so Nami end up in a weird little room that seems to be a shrine for Sindri. Yeah, and uh, when they're in, the, they're seeing, like, all sorts of pictures of her all over the wall, mm-hmm. except without, like, the scars on her face and stuff, which is already unnerving and makes you think, huh, Hogback probably lied about her. Huh. And then... In in a book, there's like a scrapbook kind of thing that just has excerpts of like stuff about her. It looked like, and it mentioned that she used to be an actress and she died on stage, which is also concerning. Yeah, she died on stage, or like I think falling off a stage or something. Yeah, yeah. So that's already like, hmm, some things are not lining up. Uh, also, if you pay attention to very obvious details. Uh, these pictures, she does not have the stitches that she had yeah. a minute ago when we saw her. <laughs> Weird. I, I, yeah. I, I can't imagine what this could possibly be setting up. Uh, also, no mention of a husband or plates. Yep. Um, yep. So where does that come from? And, and uh, this is... Um, if we're going off how the Invisible Man was behaving, I also have a very concerning thoughts on how uh mr hogback feels towards women and uh, how this how this came to be Mm -hmm. i don't know how does how does i don't know how long ago was that like 10 years ago i think they say that the death happened yeah weird i'm sure it's fine i'm sure we won't figure out more about it no i'm sure it's just throwaway thing just filler yeah it's all filler uh (laughs) yeah no thriller bark isn't even canon this is just we're doing a whole (laughs) Long filler arc. Um, just Shit. didn't feel like doing Fishman Island yet. <laughs> oh God. Um, Brooks. Yeah, Brooke is a Brooke is a filler crewmate. They've just been a, they've just been adapting it <laughs> with a weird skeleton for no reason. After a oh, good. after a weird Halloween special. Uh, everything I'm saying is a lie. Uh, so yeah. So they they read that. Um, there's like a weird treasure box that they for some reason decide to open but it's like a jack-in-the-box zombie thing and they're scared of that and they leave 
this is when a character starts to walk down the hallway, not towards them, but like just like another hallway. It's like this weird samurai looking dude. Yeah. I don't think we know his name yet, even though I'm reading it. And (laughs) he, the zombies are like, oh, it'll be fine if he's here. He's really strong. Uh, And I think he says some shit too about that. Like, it'll be fine now. And he starts to laugh. I already recognized Hmm. his voice. And, but he, I wouldn't have recognized, I didn't really recognize his voice, but he does have a very familiar laugh. Yeah, he laughs like, and it starts to get stronger. Like, it's not, it's not like immediately the same laugh, but he like, he does a soft yo ho ho, and then there's like a yo ho ho ho. Like, it's, and it's like, and then it's identical. It's identical to Brooke's laugh. Well, the fuck's up with that? Yeah. How do you feel about that? <laughs> Cause you, you don't know, <laughs> but you don't know why it happened. It's, it's scary. My uh, my my immediate thought is that like, because we saw the conf- uh, confrontation a little bit in Hogback's brain, where my my thought is that like, he he somehow tricked Brooke, and he like rewired his brain or like mm. mind controlled him with his sciency stuff. That's immediately where I go because this man can bring back the dead. Why can't he? Mind control skeleton. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Why can't? <laughs> There's nothing in the rules that say you can't mind control a skeleton. <laughs> exactly. Man, I love Thriller Bark. That does some shit. <laughs> we just got this. Uh, he's a samurai. He's walking around. We don't see him do anything else yet. We just get that like dread of why does he have the same voice and laugh as Brooke? Luffy uh, is riding Cerberus around. They. He's, like, trying to get other shit to join the crew, and Sanji's like, you, the skeleton was bad enough. <laughs> Please stop. Please stop. Uh, he's like, no, I like, I like, th- oh, yeah, he's like, we don't need trees and unicorns. We already have a raccoon dog and a robot. <laughs> and Frankie's like. Frankie takes offense yeah, to he's that. he's like, I'm a cyborg. Hey. I am not a robot. And Sanji's like, you're a pervert. And he's like, as long as you understand. <laughs> it's kind of a good bit. <laughs> That's he's not ashamed of who he is. No, no, he's very he's very proud of it. Um, this this I don't have notes on this because we watched it together, and this uh, fandom page doesn't have the the as in depth of a description. So I all I know is that it's, Luffy is ambushed by the ghosts, and then they fight some more zombies. But I do want to talk about the ghost scene because it's really yeah. fucking good <laughs> and interesting. <laughs> I'm curious how you feel about it because uh, we see these ghosts show up and like one of them, I think it starts with Zoro. Nope. First it was Zoro. So first it was Luffy. Oh, right. And then so that's, le- that's less, Luffy. that's less confusing, I suppose. Uh, Cause it, it goes through Luffy and then I didn't, I didn't put the pieces together at first to where after, after the, the ghost went through Luffy, he suddenly like feels despair and he's like on the ground, like, Oh God, I'm worthless. I can't do anything. And, it, and yeah, then, it just kind of comes I, off as this weird joke he's doing. Yeah, and then um, I'm pretty sure it happens to Sanji. Then I think is I feel like Sanji's because, the one reacting to everything because I because I, I thought it happened to someone else and then Zoro. Maybe Frankie. I, I just it, it could be. I don't it, that, think it happens it to Sanji through, here, but I might be wrong. If Fufu another person and the same thing happens, and then Zoro's like, huh. They're weak men. If they're going to succumb to that and start acting like that out of nowhere, hmm, I'm big old macho and cool. Look at my muscles. And then it happens to him, and then he immediately drops down. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, I wish I was a clam or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the ghosts don't really do anything else. Like, they can't catch them. They go, and then when they go through people, they make them extremely depressed. 
Oh yeah. Also, the ghosts are like chanting because they when they show up, they're going negative, negative, uh, in their cute little high pitched voice. Yeah. And then after you realize, oh, it's making the people depressed by touching them. You realize why yeah, they're, they're saying negative. <laughs> yeah, they have negative energy mm-hmm. in them. That's really cool. They've got bad auras. <laughs> they need to realign chakras or some shit. I don't know. <laughs> Get some healing crystals. Anyways, they just leave. Uh, they don't, like, yep. <laughs> do anything. Just gotta, we got them. We established this can happen. Now we're done. Yeah, they set it up. They fuck with them. They have this funny scene, but uh, uh, they don't really torment the Straw Hats much longer than that. As they, they, I think that now they get to the graveyard and they fight a shit ton of zombies. And uh, oh, one of the one of the best scenes in this goddamn show happens, where the first zombie comes out of the grave. It's silent, by the way, and it's like like there's no music and it's just like growling. And Luffy like drops it, like he's they're all shocked. J- Luffy drops his net and walks over and just pushes him back in the grave. <laughs> <laughs> just casually pushes mm. it back. Yeah, and then it pops back out screaming, like, what makes you think I want to go back, you asshole? <laughs> and then they do the fight. And um, I really like this fight. This was the, what what do they call it? Like 600 belly jackpot or something when they all do like a team attack. Yeah. So fucking cool. That's such a good name. I love it's it. so cool. Oh, <laughs> I love, I love their, uh, their team dynamic now. And, um, Using using that bounty as like a as a, a phrase is really powerful. Yeah. Does anything else happen in this episode? <laughs> Not that I can really remember. I'm pretty sure it ended with the like ghost flying through them and we seeing that stuff. Mm, okay. Yeah. There's nothing else. In, there's nothing else in the summary. Yeah. After they do that and then they like fight the the zombies, it kind of ends. Yeah. Because I'm looking at this next episode summary 343, which is where we're stopping today. This is the first time I think we've not gone on for goddamn three hours to cover this. So, yeah, it starts with Luffy questioning the zombies, like, what the fuck are y'all doing? Why are y'all hanging out in a graveyard attacking us? <laughs> and I don't remember what they say. <laughs> Probably nothing. They don't, they don't, they, they don't, they don't really have an answer. And they're like, hey, our friends came through here. Where are they? Like, what, what are you talking about? <laughs> and <laughs> they get strong, well, not even strong arm. They're just terrified of Luffy. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, uh, and it becomes like, it's like, I'll beat the shit out of you if you don't tell me. And it's like, uh, he did it. And it's like, no, I didn't. He did it. And then someone's like, well, we all did it. And it's like, why would you say that? <laughs> yeah. They're, so, they're, they're all idiots. Like, we, we, we all did that, but we didn't, we didn't hurt them. And actually, we were biting them and attacking them pretty bad. Yeah, actually, it's pretty bad. But they got away. <laughs> And uh, he beats them up, and uh, they're they're gonna go check the mansion. They're gonna go to the mansion now. And uh, what is this? A person? Oh yeah. So after they uh, leave, someone shows up carrying a torch, and I think this is the invisible dude in this shot, but I don't remember. I just can't imagine who the fuck else it would be. Yeah, because we know because I know what happens later in this episode. They they're walking through the forest. Some more getting close to the mansion. Zoro and Sanji are yelling about something, uh, and someone shows up. That this description says is a zombie, and it's not a zombie. No, it's specifically a a gag because at at one point the first zombies, Luffy goes, ah, it's it's an incredibly injured old man. 
Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, no, we're zo-. everyone's like, no, it's a zombie. <laughs> and then this guy, this guy pops up and they're like, hey, it's an incredibly injured old man. No, it's a zombie. Well, actually, I'm just I'm I'm an incredibly injured old <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, actually, I'm just a severely injured old man. It's really fucking good. He he starts to explain like all of it, like there's a lot of people here who had our shadows stolen, and you're really strong. So I think like talking to Luffy and all of them, it's like you guys are really strong. I think you could help us and save us. And uh, the person who took our shadows is named Gecko Moria, uh, which Robin recognizes, and. Uh, Moria's bounty is higher than Luffy's, or it was higher than Luffy's, because now he is one of the seven warlords, the Shishibukai. Remember those motherfuckers? Yeah, finally we're getting another one. <laughs> yeah, wild. What are the odds? We get a flashback to the three that we've seen, uh, not counting Crocodile, but we see Mihawk. I don't know if you remember uh, Kuma. But we've seen this. That was the giant. That was like the giant looking guy, right? Yeah, he, he just looks like a big man. Yeah, I think he has hat or like he has like bear ears or something. I don't remember. Mm. Um, I'd have to look at his picture to see if I'm remembering that correctly. Yeah, he has like his hat has like bear ears sticking out of it. Oh, cute. Yeah, his name is Kuma, and uh, and also Doflamingo, that's, that's Japanese for bear. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I <we just>, <laughs> see Mihawk, Kuma, and Doflamingo, and like quick little flashbacks of Luffy thinking or like. Luffy doesn't know these things, but, like, the viewer has seen these we characters do. before. Um, as they're, notably when they were meeting to talk about a new Seventh Warlord after Crocodile got defeated and arrested. I wonder who they'll pick. I sure don't know. Uh, <laughs> so, like, counting those three, Moria is now the fourth one that we know about uh, in the current ranking. And um, he, the, the old, severely injured old man says, like, soon they'll be after your shadows the straw hat pirates and then the sunlight will hit you and you will die and um no there's this really good shot where the man drops his lantern and it spins and you see like all of the straw hats shadows like spin around them in reaction to the light and the old man doesn't have one yeah yeah it, it's kind of long but it, uh it's really effective uh luffy says okay and like presumably he says okay he probably would have said okay anyway but i think he connects the dots of like i was gonna yeah. now i know who to beat up for brooke and of course, it's a goddamn seventh, one of the seven warlords. Well, of course. Of course. Why would it be something simple? Mm-hmm. Nope. It couldn't just be a dude. I mean, Luffy has taken down one of the warlords who we can probably assume was on the lower end of the w- warlord spectrum. Yeah, I, I think, yeah, um, I think uh, Crocodile was pretty weak and his power could be defeated by water. Yeah. And then he, he took down a god. Yeah, which happened to have the power that couldn't affect him <laughs> and then he took down a shadow uh, government organization <laughs> yes that's easily the biggest thing he's done <laughs> he he beat up uh like one of the strongest killing machine mercenaries in a in a government yeah. shadow organization and escaped buster call so now another warlord what, like, ta- what are you talking about joe he didn't escape buster call he co- him and the straw hats caused a horrific raising of a government facility i don't submit to your propaganda <laughs> you are not immune to propaganda <laughs> uh yeah so that uh happens he accepts um and now we see nami usopp and chopper like looking into Hogback's lab. Maybe this happened in the last episode, actually, because um, this description is just talking about the second half of it. 
But uh, they were they were looking into his lab at some point, and they see Hogback working on something, which is clearly a zombie on the table. Uh, there's a good bit where... It looks like Mr. X from Resident Evil Yes, 2. yes, it, it is just a very generic buff tall man. <laughs> uh, and there's a good bit where Sindri's like, I've made you soup, and just pours it on the counter out of a bag. She doesn't like plates. And they're looking in like, no, that looks like a zombie, and he said that he's almost done. He's probably making zombies, Chopper. And he's still not really sure. Yeah. <laughs> and they, they hear someone stepping up behind them, and they do recognize... A yo-ho-ho laugh. And uh, that scene ends. I think that's where the last episode cliff hangs. And now we see Nami, Usopp, and Chopper knocked into the lab by an attack from the person with Brooke's voice. Hugback is surprised. And uh, they're, like, trying to apologize. And they're like, we didn't see anything. We promise. I think it's Usopp who's like, yeah, we certainly didn't see you finishing a zombie. Yeah. Nothing happened. <laughs> uh, and they're like, what the fuck? Usopp. God damn. Uh, and Hogback says, don't worry about it. The night raid will soon commence. And anyone anyone uh, found after midnight will be killed. That's probably fine. <laughs> What's the night raid? Probably nothing. Probably nothing. Nothing of note. Nothing you need to concern yourself about no or that we should deal. even think about. Yeah, exactly. Just no, don't worry about nothing it. Nothing important. No, nothing. We see a clock inching closer to midnight probably nothing no big deal yeah we see the invisible man absalom pulling up uh half buried zombies uh and getting them ready for the night raid as well a bunch of people chant his name and also call him a pervert and a bunch of other shit happens that kind of like progresses and uh he calls for silence uh we start i think this is when we see his face as well he has like stitches down like through his face where like he's a man but he has like the mouth of a uh tiger or lion or something yeah it's It's, upsetting it's weird uh and unfortunate and it sucks but that happens uh we also see a bunch of the ghosts in mass fly to one room in the mansion Uh, we see them going through a window past some giant weird bear thing which is i don't kind of just there we don't deal with it for a while certainly not in this episode and uh the ghosts all kind of gather one room and like you see them flying into a silhouette of someone a character i think she i think she stands up now she's like pink goth yeah she's handed an umbrella from a weird the weird bear man pops it open i don't think we see the rest of her yet or get her name uh we kind of get her appearance but um i don't i don't know if we see her face yet yeah Oh, uh, okay. I, 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 maybe that's a, at the end of the episode, because at the end of the episode, we see, like, all of, all okay, of the big yeah. bads. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of as the end of the episode. After that, we see some tiny zombies race into a room talking to Moria, who is just huge. I don't know if these zombies are particularly small, or if he's huge, or both, but he's very big, and he's got, like, checkered pattern pants. <laughs> uh... And they uh, they try and tell him about Straw Hat being there, but he's like asleep. I don't. I think that's. I, I don't know if they wake him up in this scene or if it's the next one. But um, Luffy gets to the mansion and they see as the fog starts to clear, a big pirate sail, and uh, the old man's like, "Oh yeah, this is a boat." <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> we thought it was an island, but no, it's just a giant fucking boat. A gigantic fucking boat. And uh, I don't remember who is like, I think it's Frankie who's like, oh yeah, I guess a bark is a type of boat. <laughs> yeah, they, yep, I guess so. <laughs> I guess that makes sense. And yeah, they're like, yeah, the back of the mast is where Moria is. The big, uh, there's like a big tower. Go beat him up, Luffy. And uh, <laughs> Absalom is like, yeah, so the pirates are our target at the stroke of midnight. Maybe we do get this character's name. I feel like we got her name when we were watching it. I just don't remember when. But the the goth, the bright pink goth girl, uh, her name is Perona. Persona? Perona. No S. Perona. Uh, she has this cute umbrella. I think you recognized her because at many points has she been my Twitter icon. Yeah. You were just, <laughs> you were just like, I know that face. It's also a pretty distinct face. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think probably one of the character designs that sticks out the most that isn't a straw hat. Yeah. I like her a lot. Uh, so she's the ghost girl. Moria wakes up, and this just says Moria announces that Thriller Bark will give nightmares. Which is meaningless. But we don't see his face. We just see some gigantic, like, it's like a, a spooky shot of, like, his eyes open and a big evil smile. And you were like, it's Gengar. Yeah, he's just a giant Gengar being. He's just a giant shadow asshole. <laughs> I mean, he has some shadow shit going on. Whatever it is. It's, it's definitely, it's definitely not. I, I think this, the one weird thing with this is it is weird to establish Blackbeard having that, like, darkness power. And then immediately be like... The next bad guy can steal shadows. Yeah, yeah. Well, they're considerably different. It's just uh, yeah, easy. I think easy to associate shadows and darkness. Yeah. But no, the very much like the the literal shadow that casts when a light goes on. Yeah, here, as opposed yeah. to the gravity of emptiness. <laughs> uh, Blackbeard is emptiness confirmed. <laughs> and then Luffy is prepared to go inside. We get these. Dramatic shots of Absalom with his zombie squad and Perona, who we know has the ghost power, whatever it is, and Moria, the big bad, who is responsible for stealing shadows. We have our group of Luffy, Robin, Sanji, Frankie, and Zoro, uh, our 600 belly jackpot group. And then we have our scared trio of uh, <laughs> Nami, Chopper, and Usopp, who just got attacked by. Someone with Brooke's voice. We don't know where Brooke is. Hogback is also with them, the evil doctor who makes zombies. And um, next time we'll see what fucking happens in the night raid. <laughs> well, oh, I, I like I like this as a stopping point. It's it's I I just was like oh this it's very like establishing uh, end shot. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I kind of just like picked an episode. I was like yeah, this the reveal of Mori is probably a good spot. I was pleasantly surprised at just how clean cut of a setup this episode does for like shit happens starting now. <laughs> and like we meet everybody. Every everything happens so much all the time in this. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's one piece. <laughs> Horse ebooks, everything happens so much. Uh, I don't know. That's where that's from. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a tweet. Everything happens so much. Every, yeah, everything happens. I started to remember the time. where it's like stuck in my head at. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Yeah, um, I don't know how much we'll cover next time. I'll have to look. Probably 350 or 351 if I'm looking at it, but I'll have to double check. Because I think from here on out, it's just shit's happening. I don't know if there's going to be as clear-cut uh, stuff. Yeah. <laughs> we will figure it out. 
But that's it. That's been an episode. Damn, we did right. it. We did it. We are done with the episode. <laughs> Damn, I have no idea when the fuck this is gonna come out. Uh, Me we we rec- you're the one who edits it all. So <laughs> not only not only that, but like we've recorded so many episodes, and I'm like, well, I'll pace them out to be monthly. <laughs> so like this will come out probably like months after we've done it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I hope it's spooky season wherever you are. Uh, we've <laughs> set a good tone. Uh, but uh, I think I think that's it. We'll, we'll talk a bit about plugging some stuff, and then I'll make jewelry guess what happens next time. <laughs> and uh, that'll that that's how this outro section goes. But I'm just telling you that <laughs> so you stick around and hear jewelry's good predictions. <laughs> but but before that, jewelry, where could people find you on the internet? You can find me online on the Twitter. Uh, that uh, horrible death website uh, at uh, at no I'm Jory. Uh, you'll see my tweets about stuff I'm doing or stuff I'm consuming or uh, whatever. I uh, I recently put together a bunch of clips. The one you're hearing this is going to be a little bit older, <laughs> but <laughs> put together a bunch of clips of uh, my trip to Michigan and just compiled them into a, a video that makes no sense. Th- there um, is a clip of us wanna... recording the last episode, though. Yeah. So you can know how fucking far <laughs> ahead we are. Because, yeah, it was, that was still technically May. We recorded episode, yep. <laughs> I don't know the number, but we recorded post Inya's Lobby while you were here. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, I mean, now it's, uh, we God, we've really recorded back to fucking back, like, every weekend. <laughs> yeah. Because we recorded right before you came, and then we recorded when you were here, and now we're recording after you just left. <laughs> Yep. Damn. <laughs> because because I was sitting there, I was like, "Huh, watching One Piece with someone around is nice. I want to do that some more." <laughs> yeah, we gotta fly you out more often to fucking uh, streamline <laughs> this show. Yeah, yeah, and that's why you should you should uh, donate to the Orange Groves Patreon. Yeah, that's a uh, that's all that money is going to buy <laughs> absurd travel costs. And I have to let you know, uh, it's absurd because I refuse to fly coach. Uh, <laughs> I require first class. <laughs> that is not where the Orange Ghost but. money is going. I promise you. Uh, but you can all, the, the Orange Ghost Patreon is where you can get uh, cut content from this show and other shows on the network. Uh, helps us support yeah. the network and bring on more shows. Uh, but also, there is a Patreon for this show now. It's probably kind of old news by the time that this episode comes out. But you can go to patreon.com forward slash. We are watching OP to uh, get episodes of this show early. Hey, I'm cutting in here real quick to give an actual update on the Patreon situation. We have been going for four months. Just uploaded our fourth commentary track. We've done the first four One Piece movies. Uh, just doing commentary tracks over that. And eventually we'll run out of ones we can do and uh, probably start doing different monthly bonus episodes. But... For now, those are up there for just a dollar, and I'm also you also get a little shout out on the show, like I'm about to do. So thank you to our what month is it? Check my calendar real quick. September. Thank you to our September patrons: Adam, Jay, Harkins, Cat, Kyle, Martin, Peter, Stephen, and Ricky the Dirty Kid. Thank you for supporting the podcast, and again, it gets you these bonus commentary tracks and episodes a few days early. Our Twitter is also we are watching OP, and you can also follow me on Twitter at Ghost of Joe, Ghost of Jo, talking about 
my uh, my other shows or whatever I'm up to. I don't know what the fuck other shows I'm gonna plug, but I got the one about Fall Out Boy songs. I got the one about Guitar Hero, which you were on a bunch uh, recently. Uh, this is the first time we recorded since that, so I'll plug that. My Guitar Hero show is called 294 Note Streak. You can you can search that or find it on the Orange Girls website. But we have a bracket that we use to figure out what the best Guitar Hero song is in, in, the, in the, the first five games, or one through five. And uh, Jory was there for three episodes. Not three episodes back-to-back. Yeah. <laughs> it was one episode, <laughs> then you were gone, and then you came back and did two more. That's what makes it even better. Yeah, but uh, those, were, those were really fun to do. I definitely recommend, uh, if you just want to hear us talk about music uh, and other stuff. And... Um, yeah, I think I think that's all the the plug stuff that we do. Think so. Twitter, Twitter, Patreon, Twitters, plural. Um, Orange Groves. Yeah, we're on the Orange Groves podcast network. I don't think I said the OrangeGroves.com, but you can do that. And there's a link to that Patreon there. There's probably some cut content up there by now. I do think it's time, Jory, for your your predictions. What happens next time on We Are Watching One Piece? Well. We we get we we already have the setup kind of like it's very similar to what happened uh, mid Ennis lobby where they were standing off on two sides of Ennis lobby. They're definitely gonna charge in and fight everyone, but I, I I do have one major prediction just to add some more stakes to it no is yet. that at least Luffy is going to get his shadow stolen hmm. because. Maybe even the whole crew, but at least at least Luffy, maybe one other person will have it stolen just to uh, create some like. Especially, be- I feel like in the last confrontation with uh, Gekomora, whatever, he's gonna be like, "Well, you don't have a shadow," and then he like opens up a window and it's bright and sunny, so it's gonna be harder to fight him because mm. he can do that. Even though that's probably gonna happen way farther than the next chunk of episodes we're gonna watch. That's just your like <laughs> ar- overarching arc predictions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll see how how much of that comes true as we as we continue watching Thriller Bark. Um. And in, and until next time, to be continued. To be continued. Welcome to Got It Memorized, a Kingdom Hearts recap podcast trying to make sense of this mess before Kingdom Hearts 3 comes out. You might even figure out what's going on, maybe. I'm Wheels. I'm Joe. On our show, we like to dive deep into the franchise's most pressing questions. Like, why is Kyrie never allowed to have any fun? How much did they have to pay to get Jesse McCartney to yell into a microphone about homework? How did Ventus get so small? Is Syx a twink? Why are all these main characters just the same boy? What are midi-chlorians? 
What did Sora's mom make for dinner? Is Tron woke? Why does darkness smell so bad? Are drive forms queer? Why doesn't Organization 13 own any pajamas? Is Aerith a cop? How many deaths is Mickey Mouse personally responsible for? Where do baby heartless come from? <laughs> what is Pete? Is Xena warrior princess a nobody? Find us on your favorite podcast app. Got, Got it. it. Memorized? That's the name of the show. <laughs>